Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the NetSuite podcast. I'm Megan O'Brien, NetSuite's resident business and finance editor and co-host of the podcast. In this episode, we will once again have guest host Mike Stiles joining us. Mike sits down with Ryan Nett, an absolute force in the screen printing equipment and supplies industry. He's joined by founder of Ryanette, Ryan Moore. They talk about how being in a rock and roll band led to the start of Ryanette, the company's switch from QuickBooks and Sage to NetSuite, and how that choice has helped them keep pace with changes in the industry. So stay tuned. It's going to be, dare I say it, a rockin' episode. You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. So Ryan, tell me about Ryanet, why it was started, the vision behind it, who it serves, and what makes it so special. Yeah, thank you. So Ryanet started as a an idea to serve a growing need, speaking of music. So I, I printed my own t-shirts in a band. Uh, we were not a, yeah, I would say very moderately successful band, but not enough, uh, not of enough of a success where you would have a tour bus. <laughs> And so we toured for about four years and had um, a lot of fun doing it, learned a lot. I think playing music and touring in a band is a great lesson for business because it teaches you ambition. It teaches you uh, grit. It teaches you confidence. And so one of the things that we did in our band is we made our own t-shirts. We were a punk rock band and kind of punk rocks have the DIY ethos. So we made our own t-shirts. We screen printed them. We sold them you know, uh, or, and we're able to use them as a promotional item a lot easier than other bands that were also touring with us. So other bands started asking me, Hey, can you teach us how to do this? Can you sell us, you know, sell us equipment to do this? This is awesome. And so I started to, started to do that on eBay in about 2002. And in 2004, I, I had met my, my wife. Um, and I thought like, Hey, you know, maybe this music thing's not going to work out long-term, you know, touring's hard you know you're away from you know your partner and maybe i should look at something else so i went to an internet marketing seminar with my dad uh, in 2004 and he invested in uh, e-commerce uh, platform very very early version of shopify it wasn't shopify another company uh, and i started building that in my bedroom we were kind of the first first uh, first internet company to really have our product offering and so we coupled that with one of the first channels on YouTube when YouTube kicked off in 2004, 2005. And between the, the e-commerce marketing, pay-per-click marketing and learning how to do that. And then also YouTube marketing, we grew within two years, we were about $8 million company. So we grew very, very quickly to like a small, like an established small company zone. And it took about another five years after that to get to 20 million. Uh, and then when we were at a $20 million company, we, we realized we really had to have systems. So we, we started vertical integration. We started going up our supply chain and manufacturing more things. And once we added that complexity, we were on state, a Sage product at that time. Uh, we started off the business on QuickBooks and we went to Sage. We actually looked at NetSuite um, in 2008 when we went to Sage, but it just wasn't the, 
there was some functionality that wasn't available um, at that time. And we decided to kind of do the traditional ERP system. Walk me through some of the changes Ryanet has been going through recently, because you've had some joint ventures, you've had some spinoffs. What's going on? Um, I, I actually attribute NetSuite as a huge part of that success. And we'll get it. So we'll get into that. So the first push was enterprise and vertical integration. So NetSuite was a part of that. In 2012, we bought a industrial building. We invested in NetSuite. We bought a company called Riley Hopkins, which is actually the screen printing press that I learned on in high school um, and started manufacturing that ourselves in that new industrial building. And then we brought in a European product line called Rock, R-O-Q, to the U.S. for the first time. And it was a very innovative product line. It cost a lot more, much like European cars. They cost a lot more, but they they have certain aspects. They go faster. Maybe they are they feel like a better ride. They're quieter, whatever. So the, it was a, definitely a premium product in the market. And so we started to grow that business, um, and it started to grow very, very well um, all across the board. So we, at, at the height, we were about forty-five million dollars in gross annual revenue. And I think that was about 2017 or 2018. And so it took about five years to get to that point. Along the way, we also started a clothing line in manufacturing blank apparel uh, by the name of All Made Apparel in a sustainable and human, humanly responsible way. And so those three businesses, once we got to about that five-year point of being in those businesses, uh, they really started to show us that they're very different business models. Like making blank apparel is very different than making manual screen printing equipment and selling screen printing supplies online and helping people start decorating their own t-shirts the way I, my punk rock band did, which is also very, very different than this European industrial equipment that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so what we decided to do is split the company up and we needed some investment partners for parts of the company, but not the entire company. And so we did a joint venture partnership with the Rock International parent. And instead of being just a distributor in the US, we became a partner and a subsidiary of that company. And then we did something similar with our t-shirt business with one of the larger players in the manufacturing and distribution space. So yeah, we can get into the technology side later, but that's been going now for about three years and being able to focus on the businesses and the different business models has gone really, really well. All that stuff happened like two weeks before COVID hit. And so it went really, really bad for a little bit. But then <laughs> our industry really, really came back, you know. And again, I'm going to talk about the technology side of that equation. Um, but uh, I think the technology that we invested in and that we had done 10 years earlier or eight years earlier really enabled us to pivot, enabled us to do things that our competition could not do. And so... The current state of the companies are we're, we have five different companies uh, throughout our holding company. We've done some reorganization uh, and I have a holding company now that, that owns uh, investment interests and uh, mostly minority share investment interests, but uh, Ryanet is still a majority owned uh, subsidiary of our holding company. And two of them are on the NetSuite platform. So Rock is on the NetSuite platform as well as Ryanet is still on the NetSuite platform. Okay, and it's about seventy seventy five million dollars uh, revenue this last year. Seventy five million on just Ryanet or overall the companies? Uh, overall the companies. Okay, and what about number of employees? Total throughout the company, we we do a lot of contract 
contractors uh, because we do a lot of technicians on some of the companies. Uh, but total mm-hmm. number of team members and contractors is 128 currently. And you're headquartered in Vancouver, Washington? Yeah, both the holding company and uh, the Ryanet company is headquartered in Vancouver. Can you get your arms around any numbers? You kind of got into the increases that you experienced on the revenue side. That kind of illustrates the growth you've enjoyed since going live with NetSuite. But like any savings from efficiencies, customer growth, that type of thing? Yeah. So the first thing is it allows you to pivot your business model very quickly. Uh, And so any ERP implementation is going to be very, very hard. When we did the mass um, stage, the ERP implementation was hard. The NetSuite implementation was hard. Uh, I think one of the things that was hard for it is that we didn't understand the need for customization and development um, out of the gate. So we didn't have any type of NetSuite team to start. And so we immediately hired an admin and then we hired a development team. Uh, And so once we did that, we were able to really hone in this system and scale the system in order to create meet our business needs. So we changed our, our distribution model. We changed our manufacturing model. I think I may have mentioned, I think we moved 20 times, you know, in the past 10 years through, throughout different locations, depending on, you know, how ships come in or where ports get clogged up and NetSuite allows you to do that with a, you know, flip of a button. And so the business model enablement, uh, whether you're, needing to work on integrations with 3PLs, whether you need to bring it back in-house and do your own self-distribution, whether you're creating a service ticket system or uh, enterprise CRM system that has a sales pipeline or hooking it into a back-end of e-commerce site, it really gives you a lot of flexibility um, that enabled us to pivot and change our business model as our business changed. How many warehouses does Ryanet run now? So Ryanet company currently has three warehouses, one, uh, two manufacturing sites, one in Texas, one in Washington, and then a distribution warehouse in Pennsylvania. And what about number of SKUs? It's about 5,000, I believe. And there's some pretty complex bill of materials, about five, five layers deep in some of our manufacturing items. Okay. And then you spoke a little bit about this. What is your mix of sales channels these days? I assume you're selling internationally. How are you doing your distribution and manufacturing? The main distribution channel is screenprinting.com, our website. And that is a uh, platform that we took and started on uh, Sweet Commerce, but we moved it to Shopify um, and built our own integration to the back end of Shopify for the ease of development. Uh, and so we're on Shopify currently with that system. That's our main, that, that drives about probably 80% of our revenue. And then the other 20% of the revenue comes from distribution channels, both domestic and international. So you were handling things before NetSuite ERP. You're in QuickBooks, you're using Sage, but at some point you saw something else was needed. What was that straw that kind of broke the camel's back? The ability to, to manage multi-site locations and manufacturing was really the, the thing. When we bought that company and decided to bring in manufacturing, we knew that we had to invest in a solution that allowed us to build items, track inventory, track work in progress. And so that was a big thing. Also, we were on a very old, e-com- the same e-commerce platform that I built in my bedroom we were on. So we also knew that we needed a better e-commerce platform. And NetSuite provided both of those um, things for us. So we decided to make the NetSuite investment. We did look at other options, um, but you know, I was a 
I wish we would have gone with NetSuite five years earlier. I think we would have been a lot further ahead in business if we had had done that. But I let our team kind of do a do you know an analysis and their own approach, and they got to the same conclusion. So we ended up deciding to go with NetSuite. It took about nine months to implement, um, got off the ground in late 2012. Okay. Right. It seems like with the company structure changing the way that it did, that would make it kind of challenging to line up the systems appropriately to adapt to each one of those changes. And you're saying NetSuite made that an easier process, if not outright facilitated it? Yeah. It, with, with the business changing, and then that's when we invested in, as the, as we started to spin off subsidiaries, we invested in NetSuite One World um, and ran you know, a subsidiary model. The uh, The current business grew so fast and our ownership structure, it, it's going to be ended up like it's an equity owned company. So we knew it was going to start to go on the market for sale. And we so we decided to go out of the subsidiary model and take NetSuite Direct a year ago. And so there are separate instances now. How did six out of the top seven best performing tech stocks gain visibility and control over financials, inventory, planning, and budgeting with NetSuite by Oracle? Answers at netsuite.com slash code, netsuite.com slash code. With all those changes you've gone through, it kind of feels like your leadership is really able to vet out opportunities, make some pretty sound business decisions, and, and make them pretty quickly. Are you using NetSuite's financial insights and reporting and data to help facilitate those planning decisions? Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, on both both sides, they run very, very differently. Ryanet has a very large number of customers, uh, hundreds of thousands of customers. There's about 30,000 active customers on an annual basis, but hundreds of thousands of former customers, leads, prospects. And so it's a lot of data in that system. And, but uh, the team runs dashboards, they run bowling charts uh, all inside of NetSuite or kicked out of data or searches that are driven from NetSuite. And it gives them that visibility anywhere in the world, anywhere, you know, remotely on an airplane. Uh, on, it gives me that visibility when I want to see what's how the, the financial shape of the company is. So, yeah. We've, we've definitely utilized it. One of the cool things that we did from a data perspective was we implemented a customized p in 2018 that allowed us to take uh, our business segments and split them into different revenue and cost ac accounts. And once we did that, we started to see the differences in all these different businesses. And that was one of the core drivers that led us to change our business model and sw split the companies up because we saw financially how, how different the business was and how the financial needs of those different businesses was very, very different. Um, and so even like down to the P&L level, the ability to customize it, the ability to create um, different uh, charts and different costs in that P&L and, and look at it differently uh, has allowed us to make some really key decisions. Oh, that's very cool, very smart. Thinking just now about the inventory management aspect of it, how does NetSuite make for stronger management? Kind of walk me through how NetSuite helps you keep track of the stock you're fulfilling from different locations, different channels. I think NetSuite has extremely strong core inventory functionality. I think there's a lot of companies that, that look at third-party solutions for inventory management uh, and even bin locations. We've never, even though we've gotten pretty complex with inventory, at times, at one time, we were running, I think, nine different warehouses 
we've never needed to look at a different solution um, than the core functionality of NetSuite. So I think it's been really good. We, we've opened up the APIs to when, when we are doing those third-party locations to be able to reconcile inventory on a daily basis um, and track discrepancies. Uh, now we do it all back internally. We don't work with any third-party logistics companies, uh, but it still gives us the visibility and, and ease of use to be able to run cycle counts and run inventory reconciliations uh, on a normal basis. You know, when I think about the supply chain challenges we've had and that we've read about over the past couple of years, I think about businesses like yours. Does NetSuite provide any air cover for those unexpected bumpy roads that pop up like that? Well, with I think COVID was probably the, the biggest disruption, you know, that we've experienced in the business world for a while. And First of all, the virtual component of NetSuite was perfect because, you know, we had we had people struggling with our competitive competition, struggling with how do we get people in the office? How do we report? How do we open up VPN accesses? And like, we were already ready to go. It was like literally one day everyone came to work and the next day they all were working from home, you know? And so that was fantastic. And to be able to have that at with just with a flip of a button. Uh, and then, you know, I think... It, it, we do a lot of international business. We actually, we don't sell a lot internationally. We buy a lot internationally and that's, we does a great job of managing the Euro dollar. Uh, and so we do on both sides of the business, both around it and the rock side. Uh, it does a very good job with that. Uh, and as those fluctuates and, and changes on a daily basis, we don't skip a beat. So you've laid out a lot of the benefits that you've seen that you've gotten from NetSuite, but in thoroughly researching you, I saw you use a phrase in a previous interview that kind of jumped out at me, and that is about the ease of integrating your ERP brain. Tell me a little bit about that brain aspect of ERP and, and how it's connected to everything and across departments. Yeah, and that's a decision that we made. It's actually a guiding principle of both companies. And when we were interviewing our team, uh, we, we've changed our team you know, throughout the years we're making sure they have the core ideology of like, even if we're like changing our e-commerce platform, you know, or, or doing a different type of manufacturing system, which we haven't done yet, the core information is NetSuite. So that it is the, the record of truth. Uh, but it, it also, a lot of ERP systems either are not strong enough or not able to be accessed easily enough to reconcile that record, record of truth with um, the third party platform that you're integrating with. So uh, NetSuite also not only is a strong brain, but it is a brain that can be tapped into uh, by partners, by uh, different uh, companies and uh, different IT solutions that might not be in the NetSuite-like environment. You've talked about ERP and what it's capable of. You, you've kind of lived in both worlds. You've tried to run things on individual disconnected solutions. Then you're running things now in more of a NetSuite ERP environment. Are there any cost savings to making a, that transition? We've, we've been doing NetSuite for so long now. I, I can't, and the business has changed so much. I can't, I don't know. I mean, I absolutely there's cost savings in like how big of an accounting team you need, how easy it is to get reports in and out of the system, how quick you have data on the, the state of the business and analytics on the state of the business, but it's really hard to quantify it because uh, I don't know. It's been a long time since we've had anything else. No, understood. So given where the business is now and the tools that you do have in place, what's what's next? What do you feel empowered to pursue next? 
We're looking at uh, re-implementing on one business. We're looking at re-implementing the One World instance that we've already invested in into another subsidiary that we're looking at spinning off. That's on, on the round at business side, more of a manufacturing subsidiary um, or partnership. And so doing that a little bit differently, we learned a lot from the when we spun off the rock business and did that one world implementation, we, we learned a lot from that. And so we're looking at doing that again this upcoming year. The rock business is growing extremely fast. It's doubling year over year. And so we're not looking, we've, we've recently integrated a, an outside third-party service system for all of our techs and machines in the field. And we've integrated that to the back end of NetSuite. So that is just getting off the ground. It was kind of the biggest project of last year. And the biggest project this is this year is letting it flow. Uh, we're, we're also, uh, we decided to turn off e-commerce in that business, that rock business, and go to more of a lead gen website. And we've integrated with Wix on that. And so we're using uh, the core functionality of NetSuite as far as the CRM still goes with leads and, and prospects and opportunities. But we're using it in a way that we haven't used it before, uh, because the, I mentioned this before. The Roundit database is so is so convoluted, and uh, just because of you know ten years of of customers and three hundred thousand, hundreds of thousands of records, the Rock business is much simpler. We have a couple thousand customers, a couple thousand prospects, uh, but we're actually now this this is the first year we're using the the way a lead funnel and a CRM is supposed to work. Uh, we're able to start from scratch and actually now manage leads, manage opportunities, manage customers, categorize customers, see that data. And that's really helping us grow the business and market effectively um, to new markets, which in turn is helping us grow the business very rapidly. A lot of businesses really focused on efficiencies and bottom line during the pandemic, you know, out of necessity and shock and fear. They really just had to go to that place where everything we do has to increase the efficiency of our operation and speak to the bottom line. Did your business go into that mode as well? Yeah, absolutely. We had to we had to get much more efficient with our team, um, much more efficient with the the tools that we use, and through that, like. NetSuite was never like a question of like, oh, would we do anything different? It was like really the answer to a lot of the questions. So like, how do we downsize our accounting team? You know, like, well, we just need to, let's work with the development team to build build more automation, you know, or let's find a better tool to manage tax and integrate that. And so we've been able to make those types of pivots as the business um, and economics to run the business have called for it. And the platform that we're on has really allowed us to, you know, take advantage of whatever, whatever either additional functionality um, that might be needed on the rock side as it grows really, really fast, um, or additional savings, um, which Brian experienced as the business model completely changed and, and the pandemic completely changed around it. Yeah, because I think you said your industry got kicked in the stomach to the tune of 80% during the pandemic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then an enormous return once things did return. Correct, yeah. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to walk us through your technology journey. It's always interesting to get down to these individual business levels and find out how the tools are being used in the field, as it were. What uh, what did I miss? Anything? Yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, huge advocate of the platform and the system. Oh, one, one other thing that I might mention as we're looking at these partnerships and we've done these subsidiaries, 
the value that we have in a fully built out and functioning ERP system, and again, hard to 100% quantify, but it gives us at least another seven-figure bar- seven figure bargaining chip on the table um, when we're talking about valuations and uh, you know ownership splits in new joint ventures because none of the other companies that we've done this with, even though they're larger than we are, uh, have had that. They, they are running on very archaic kind of strapped together systems and they've been able to use our system and our our NetSuite in order to then now have a much stronger overall ERP approach. And so it's it's been amazing to have that. And I think uh, redundant, you know, that's that's made our company a lot more valuable in those transactions. That's great. Thanks again for the chat, Ryan. Well, that brings us to the end of another amazing episode. I found one of the most salient points to that conversation to be how Ryanet used NetSuite to change their business model and to split those companies up. Getting the insight required to make that decision and to do it successfully, it's difficult. So it's great to see how NetSuite helped them do that and continues to help them through measures like being able to customize the P&L statements. So a big thanks to our guest host, Mike Stiles, and Ryanet's Ryan Moore for joining us. And as always, a big thanks to our wonderful editing team over at Lampstand and to all of you for tuning in. If you want more episodes just like this one, make sure you subscribe to our channel and give us a rating and review. Until next time. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.